Section 5 of Apology by Tertullian, translated by Charles Dodgson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by David Ronald. To make up for this postponement, we now proffer the more the majesty of our scriptures instead of their antiquity. If it be doubted that they are ancient, we prove them divine. Nor is this to be learned by tedious method or from foreign sources. The things which shall teach it you are before your eyes the world and time and its events. Whatsoever is doing was foretold, whatsoever is seen was before heard of. That the earth swalloweth up cities, that the sea stealeth away islands, that wars within and without tear asunder, that kingdoms dash against kingdoms, that famine and pestilence and all the special plagues of countries and deaths for the most part ever haunting make havoc well nigh of every thing, that the humble are exalted and the lofty ones abased, that righteousness groweth scant, iniquity increaseth, that the zeal for all good ways waxeth cold, that the offices of the seasons and the proper changes of the elements are out of course, that the order of natural things is disturbed by monsters and prodigies. All these things have been written of foreknowledge. While we suffer them, we read them. While we review them, they are proved to us. The truth of the divination is, methinks, sufficient proof that it is divine. Hence, therefore, we have a sure confidence in the things to come as being in truth already proved, because they were foretold at the same time with those things which are proved every day. The same voices utter them, the same writings note them, the same spirit moveth within them. To prophecy, time is but one, the time of foretelling things to come. With men, if they deal with it, it is divided, while it is fulfilling, while from the future it cometh to be reckoned the present, and then from the present the past. What do we amiss, I pray you, in believing in the future also, who have already learned to believe the same things through two stages of time? But since we have declared that this sect is supported by the most ancient records of the Jews, although almost all know, and we ourselves also profess, that it is somewhat new, as being of the age of Tiberius, perchance on this account a question may be mooted touching its state, as though it sheltered somewhat of its own presumption under the shadow of a most famous, at least a licensed religion, or because, besides the point of age, we agree not with the Jews, neither touching the forbidding of meats, nor in the solemnities of days, nor even in their, quote, sign, unquote, in the flesh, nor in community of name, which surely we ought to do, if we serve the same God, but even the common people knoweth Christ as one among men, such as the Jews judged him to be, whence one might the more easily suppose us worshippers of a man. But neither are we ashamed of Christ, seeing that we rejoice to be ranked and condemned under his name, nor do we judge otherwise than they, respecting God. We must needs therefore say a few words concerning Christ as God. The Jews alone had favor with God because of the excellent righteousness and faith of their first fathers, whence the mightiness of their race and the majesty of their kingdom flourished, and so great was their blessedness that they were forewarned by words of God, whereby they were taught to deserve the favor of God and not to offend. But how greatly they sinned, puffed up, even to dotting, with a vain confidence in their fathers, turning their course from their religion after the way of the profane. 
though they themselves should not confess it, the end of them at this day would prove. Scattered abroad, wanderers, banished from their own climate and land, they roam about through the world with neither man nor God for their king, to whom it is not permitted, even in the right of strangers, to greet their native land so much as with the sole of their foot. While holy voices threatened them after time with these things, all the same voices ever added this besides, that it should come to pass, in the ends of the world's course, that God would henceforward out of every nation and people and country choose unto himself worshippers much more faithful than they, to whom he should transfer his grace, and that, more abundantly according to the measure of his greatness, who is the author of their religion. Of this grace, therefore, and religion, the Son of God was proclaimed the dispenser and the master, the enlightener and the guide of the human race, not indeed so born as that he should be ashamed of the name Son, or of his descent from his father, not from the incest of a sister, nor the defilement of a daughter, nor had he for his father a god, the lover of another's wife, with scales, or horns, or feathers, or transformed into gold, for these are the godheads of your Jupiter. But the Son of God hath no mother, no not of pure wedlock, even she, whom he seemeth to have, had not known her husband, but first I will declare his substance, and then the quality of his birth will be understood. We have already set forth that God formed this universal world by his word, and his reason, and his power. Among your own wise men also it is agreed that Logos, that is, word, and reason, should be accounted the maker of all things. For Zeno determineth that this maker, who hath formed all things, and ordered them, should also be called fate, and God, and the mind of Jupiter, and the necessity of all things. These titles doth Clenthes confer upon the spirit which, he affirmeth, pervadeth the universe, and we also ascribe as its proper substance to the word, and the reason, and the power also, through which we have said that God hath formed all things, a spirit in which is the word when it declareth, and with which is the reason when it ordereth, and over which is the power when it executeth. This we have learned was brought forth from God, and by this forebringing was begotten, and therefore is called Son of God, and God, from being, quote, of one substance with, end quote, him, for that God also is a spirit. Even when a ray is put forth from the sun, it is part of a whole, but the sun will be in the ray, because it is a ray of the sun, and the substance is not divided, but extended. So cometh spirit of spirit, and God of God, as light is kindled of light. The parent matter remaineth entire and without loss, although thou shouldest borrow from it many channels of its qualities. So likewise, that which hath come forth from God is God, and the Son of God, and both are one. And so this Spirit of God, and God of God, hath become the second, in mode, not in number, in order, not in condition, and hath gone forth, not gone out, of the original source. Therefore, this ray of God, as was ever foretold before, entering into a certain virgin, and in her womb, endued with the form of flesh, is born man joined together with God. The flesh stored with the spirit is nourished, groweth to manhood, speaketh, teacheth, worketh, and is Christ. Receive for the moment this tale, it is like your own, 
whilst we shew you whereby Christ is attested, they also among yourselves, who foreministered rival tales of this sort for the overthrow of this truth, knew that Christ was to come. The Jews too knew it, since it was to them that the prophets spake, for even now they look for his coming. Nor is there any other greater cause of contention between us and them than that they do not believe that he hath already come. For seeing that two advance of him are declared, the first which hath been already fulfilled in the lowliness of the human nature, the second which remaineth yet to come to close this world in the majesty of the divine nature then shewn forth, though not understanding the first, they have regarded as the only one, the second, for which, being more clearly foretold, they now hope. For their sins deserved that they should not understand the former, since they would have believed, had they understood, and would have obtained salvation, had they believed. They themselves read that it is so written, that they were punished by the taking away of their sense and understanding, and of the use of their eyes and of their ears. Whom therefore they had presumed from his lowliness to be only a man, it followed that they should from his power account a magician, when by a word he cast out devils from men, recovered the sight of the blind, cleansed the leopards, strengthened anew the sick of the palsy, finally by a word restored the dead to life, made the very elements obey him, stilling the storms and walking on the waters, shewing himself to be the logos of God, that is, the word which was in the beginning, the first begotten, accompanied by his power and his reason, and upheld by his spirit, the same who, by a word, both did and had done all things. But whereas the rulers and chief men of the Jews were confounded at his doctrine, they were so filled with indignation, chiefly because a great multitude had turned aside after him, that at length they brought him before Pontius Pilate, then governor of Syria on behalf of the Romans, and by the violence of their voices wrung from him that he should be delivered up unto them to be crucified. He had himself also foretold that they would do this. This were but a small thing, if the prophets also had not done so before, and at length being nailed to the cross, he shewed many special signs to mark that death. Of himself he with a word gave up the ghost, preventing the office of the executioner. At the same moment the light of midday was withdrawn, the sun veiling his orb. They thought it forsooth an eclipse, who knew not that this had also been foretold concerning Christ. When they discovered not its cause, they denied it, and yet have this event that befell the world related in your own records. Him being taken down from the cross and buried in the sepulchre, they caused moreover to be surrounded with great diligence by a guard of soldiers, lest, because he had foretold that he should rise on the third day from the dead, the disciples removing the body by stealth should deceive them, though suspecting it. But lo, on the third day, the earth being suddenly shaken, and the massive body being rolled away which had closed the sepulchre, and the watch being scattered through fear, and no disciples being to be seen, nothing was found in the sepulchre save the grave clothes only of the buried. Yet the chief men, notwithstanding, whom it concerned to spread a wicked tale, and to draw back from the faith, the people, their tributaries and dependents, reported that he was stolen away by the disciples, for neither did he shew himself to all the people, lest the wicked should be delivered from their error, and that the faith which was reserved unto no mean reward should cost some difficulty. 
but he continued forty days with certain disciples in Galilee, a region in Judea, teaching them what things they should teach. After that, having ordained them to the office of preaching throughout the world, he was taken from them into heaven in a cloud which covered him, an account far better than that which your proculi are wont to affirm of your romuli. These things concerning Christ did Pilate, himself already in his conscience a Christian, report to Tiberius, the Caesar of that day. But the Caesars also would have believed on Christ if either Caesars had not been necessary for the age, or if Christians also could have been Caesars. Moreover, the disciples, spread throughout the world, obeyed the commandment of their divine master, who, themselves also, having suffered many things from the persecuting Jews, with good will assuredly, in proportion to their confidence in the truth, did finally at Rome, through the cruelty of Nero, sow the seed of Christian blood. But we will shew that the very beings whom ye worship are sufficient witness to you of Christ. It is a great thing if I can employ, in order that ye may believe the Christians, those very beings on whose account ye believe not the Christians. Meanwhile, such is the system of our religion. Such an account have we set forth both of our sect and name with its founder. Let no man now charge us with infamy. Let no tongue imagine aught besides this, since it is not lawful for any to speak falsely concerning his own religion. For in that he saith that aught else is worshipped by him than that which he doth worship, he denieth that which he worshippeth, and transferreth his worship to another, and, in transferring it, he already ceaseth to worship that which he hath denied. We say, and we say openly, and while ye torture us, mangled and gory, we cry out, we worship God through Christ. Believe him a man. It is through him and in him that God willeth himself to be known and worshipped. To answer the Jews, they themselves also learned to worship God through the man Moses, to meet the Greeks, Orpheus and Pyria, Musaeus at Athens, Melampus at Argos, Trophonius and Boetia, bound mankind by their rights, to look to you also, the masters of the world. Numa Pompilius was a man who loaded the Romans with the most burdensome superstitions. Let Christ also be permitted to pretend to the divine nature as a thing proper to himself, who did not, as Numa, soften to a state of gentler culture, rude and as yet barbarous men, by confounding them with so great a multitude of gods to be propitiated, but who opened to a knowledge of the truth the eyes of men already polished and blinded through their very refinement. See then whether this divine nature of Christ be real, if it be such that by the knowledge of it any one be changed unto that which is good, it followeth that any other which is found to be contrary to it must be pronounced false, specially that, by all means, which, hiding itself under the names and images of the dead, doth by certain signs and miracles and oracles work out the proof of a divine character. And therefore we say that there are certain spiritual substances, nor is the name new. The philosophers acknowledge demons, and Socrates himself looked unto the will of a demon. Why not? Since it is said that a demon clave unto him from childhood dissuading him, doubtless from good. The poets acknowledge demons, and now the untaught vulgar oft putteth them to the use of cursing. For even Satan, the chief of this evil race, doth it, as though, from a special consciousness of the soul, name in the same word of execration. Moreover, Plato denied not that there be angels also. Even the Magi are at hand to bear witness of both names. 
but how from certain angels corrupted of their own will a more corrupt race of demons proceeded condemned by god together with the authors of their race and with that prince of whom we have spoken is made known in order in the holy scriptures it will suffice at this time to explain the nature of their work their work is the overthrow of man thus hath spiritual wickedness begun to act from the first for the destruction of man wherefore they inflict upon the body both sicknesses and many severe accidents and on the soul perforce sudden and strange extravagances their own wondrous subtle and slight nature furnisheth to them means of approaching either part of man much is permitted to the power of spirits so that being unseen and unperceived they appear rather in their effects than in their acts as when some lurking evil in the air blighteth the fruit or grain in the blossom killeth it in the blade woundeth it in its full growth and when the atmosphere tainted in some secret way poureth over the earth its pestilential vapours by the same unseen course of contagion therefore doth the blast of demons and of angels hurry onward the corruptions of the mind through foul madness and foolishness or fierce lusts with manifold delusions of which that is the chief by which it commandeth those gods to the captive and narrowed understandings of men that they may procure for themselves as their own the food of sweet savour and of blood offered to statues and images and what food is more cared for by them than to turn aside man from the thoughts of the true divinity by the delusions of a false divination touching which very delusions i will shew how they work every spirit is winged in this both angels and demons agree therefore in a moment they are everywhere the whole world is one spot to them whatever is done anywhere they know as easily as they report it their swiftness is believed to be divinity because their substance is unknown so also they would sometimes be thought the authors of those things which they report and manifestly of evil things they sometimes are so but of good never the counsels also of god they both snatched at the times when the prophets were proclaiming them and now also they call in the readings which echo them and so taking from hence also certain of the allotted courses of the future they ape the power while they steal the oracles of god but in the oracles with what cunning they shape their double meanings to events witness the croesi witness the pure high but it was in the manner in which i have before spoken of that the pythian god sent back the message that a tortoise was being stewed with the flesh of a sheep they had been in a moment in lydia by dwelling in the air and by being near the stars and by dealing with the clouds they are able to know the threatenings of the skies so that they promise also the rains which they already feel they are sorcerers also about the cures of sicknesses for they first inflict the disease and then prescribe remedies wonderfully new or of contrary nature after which they cease to afflict and so are believed to have cured why then should i speak at large touching the other subtleties or even the powers of spiritual delusion the apparitions of castor and pollux and the water carried in a sieve and the ship drawn forward by a girdle and the beard turned red by a touch that both stones might be believed to be gods and the true god not be sought after end of apology of tertullian section five